BBC Listen. They call it the Wild West. Not because it's in the West, or because it's particularly wild, but because for generations this part of the world has outlawed punishment. Now it's a land without consequences. Your teacher can't put you in time out if you don't do your homework. Your library can't give you a fine if you don't return your books. Your parents can't stop giving you pocket money if you don't eat your vegetables. Some folk round here stay decent. They do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But others. What kinds of terrible trouble am I gonna get myself into today? Well, well, well. If it isn't Carl the Bison Smith, the second most notorious cowboy in all of the West. Well, I beg your pardon. Second most? Why then, who's more notorious than me out here? Well, that'd be me, Molly Momo Hats McGee Daniels. Is that right? I think it might be. We'll see about that. That's right, we will. Now say there, that's a nice ten-gallon hat you're wearing. Why, thank you. I bought it from the hat shop down the road and, well, I'd say it's my most prized possession. My name is Molly Momo Hats McGee, after all. Thank you for taking such an interest in my... Swipe! Hey, you swiped the ten-gallon hat clean off my head. I sure did, and I'm putting it straight here on my head. You already have a ten-gallon hat on your head. And now I have two. <laughs> I'm going to stack them right on top of each other. Yeah, Now I'm the most notorious and the most handsome cowboy. Oh, I'm so mad at you, Bison Smith. Oh, yeah? What you going to do about it? Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah? Oh, there's nothing I can do. That's right, because here in the Wild West, no one is gonna punish me. As we all know, punishing people for anything here is illegal. Today on Short and Curly, we're living in... A World Without Punishment. Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Short and Curly! Now, right off the bat, I want to ask you all a little thinking question. Oh, do you now? That's right. I want all you listening to think about this one long and hard. And what are you going to do if they don't? Well, uh, nothing, of course, but I strongly encourage it. Now, think about something you'd like to do, and the only reason you don't do it is because you are scared of being punished. What kinds of things would you do if you knew there was no chance of getting in trouble? Hit pause now. Well, looky here. What a majestic bunch of horses. Carl, that's the Brains Trust. They're human children. Yeah. Stop throwing carrots at them. Brains Trust, can you imagine a world without punishment? 
if there was no punishment or rules, then I'd just go wild. Let's be honest, there's, no one's going to be working if there's no punishment for someone stealing. So people will be like, oh, I'll just go steal something from the supermarket and I wouldn't get told off. Absolute chaos. Everyone would try to steal everyone else's stuff uh, because, well, there's no punishment for uh, stealing like a million dollars from the bank. Why wouldn't you try to do it? But with like morally wrong things like murder and like pushing people, I wouldn't do those things. And also, because I have a sister at home and like if I do something to her, then she's going to tell my mum and then she's going to get really mad. But if there was a world without punishment, then I'd just do it all day long. Um, I think it's good if some punishments go like... If you do something bad at home, like you forget to clean your room, you're just forgetting something. You don't really deserve to be punished for forgetting something. But it's a whole different scenario if you steal something or you kill someone. For the first few years and, like, while, I believe that people would just go all chaotic and just decide, oh, OK, well, let's murder, let's steal, <laughs> everything will be fine, no-one will care. And then after everyone realises... Wow, um, no food left, no people. <laughs> then they'll kind of settle down. But some rules are more important than others to me. Like, no murder, obviously, is very different to, like, do your homework. I reckon, it sounds a bit cruel, but I reckon people would get a bit bored of stealing or killing or things like that. I reckon they get a bit bored of it. It's like, it just doesn't feel right. It's not fun anymore. Little horses, there you go. Can I pet you? They're not horses, they're children. Easy, horses. Ugh, I wish you could just be punished for stealing my hat. I wish it so badly. Perhaps I can speak to that. Well, if it isn't Matt Matthew the Matheson Beard. You two want to know about punishment? Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. Oh. Tumbleweed in my throat. That's better. As I live and breathe. Why did this town get rid of punishment anyway? Not that I'm complaining. Well now, that's quite a campfire story. Years ago, this town elected their first mayor, Stinky Bam Tanner. Great name. And accurate. You see... Bam was only four years old and hadn't quite mastered the art of doing number twos in the toilet. I'm a four-year-old mayor. One day, after a hard morning of mayoring, Bam was enjoying a refreshing glass of milk. Delicious. Then, all of a sudden, Bam heard the most dreaded words a mayor can hear. Floods? Fire? Nope. It was... Nap time. Nap time? I don't want a nap. Bam had a giant tantrum, and her parents had no choice but to put her in timeout. Bam was not happy. I am not happy. She was so unhappy that she outlawed punishment in the whole town because, you know, she was also the mayor. And to this day, you can still see the law written in crayon on the walls of the town hall. OK, but she's not still the mayor, is she? No, I'm now a grown-up woman with no regrets. 
But why didn't someone just get rid of that law after Bam, that four-year-old, stopped being mayor? Well, that was the plan at first. But then something weird happened. Without punishment, the town started to improve. How? At first it didn't. Things got a whole lot worse. As expected. Well, the town used to have a fine for people who'd littered. And then, bam, the four-year-old mayor changed all of that. And after that, people started throwing their rubbish wherever they wanted. The place was a dump. Ugh, I hate this. I'm such a neat freak. But then, gradually, people started to realise that no one liked living in a trash heap. It was just so unhealthy and bad for the environment. So they started to tidy up and they stopped littering all on their own. Which they didn't know before. What is wrong with these people? What's wrong is that their only reason for doing the right thing before was to avoid being punished. They never really understood why the rules around littering existed. But after living in a human rubbish dump for a few months, the townsfolk finally realised why the no littering rule existed. So now, they didn't even need the rule. Sounds nice, until, you know, someone starts littering again, then what? Well, it doesn't really happen that much. And when it does, you know, the person is reminded of the correct place to put the rubbish, and then they're praised the next time that they do it correctly. Some of you at home may have heard about this or experienced it yourself. It's called positive reinforcement. Ooh, I like that. Instead of punishing me for stealing this hat... You should be praising me for all the other hats I didn't steal, Molly. I hate that. Like, so much. It's also definitely not how positive reinforcement works. You only get praise when you return the hat, Carl. And now, off I go. Oh, 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 no! Wow, he lassoed a nearby train and just got yanked away. Oh, hey, it's the new mayor, Mr. Mayor. Well, hey there, Bison Smith and Hats McGee. Who? Carl, those are our names. Oh, yeah, <laughs> such weird names. Western life is so silly. Mr. Mayor, I need your help. Carl here has stolen my 10-gallon hat. Well, I think what we need here is for Carl to understand the value of not stealing hats, which means... Swipe. Yeehaw! Hey! He gosh darn stole his hat and mine along with it. Well, looky, looky here. Don't I look fine in all three of these here hats and my head? Give me my hats back. Fine. Here you go. Well, thank you. Doesn't that feel good? The bison? Uh, who? That's your name, Carl. Oh, right. Yeah, and it does feel good to have my hats back. Thank you. And that's why we don't steal hats. Now, you know how bad it feels to have your 10-gallon hat stolen. Is there anything you want to say or do? Yeah, Carl. Is there? Hmm. Nah. What? But, oh, Mayor, he didn't learn your valuable lesson and give me my hat back. Patience, Molly. Eventually, Carl will realize how good it feels to do the right thing and give you your hat back. But I want it back now. 
Mr. Mayor, thank you for serving our city, but also, you're useless. Okay, bye. She's all grumpy because the mayor was trying to teach me a lesson instead of punishing me. Molly, remember how I said this town cares more about helping people to be good than stopping them from being bad? Well, that creates a curly little problem. What do you do with the baddies? Yeah, what do you do with them? Well, let's just imagine if someone has a habit of tackling strangers in the street. Just as a prank. Even if it was a sweet old granny? Even a sweet old granny. Oh boy. So if that tackling prankster lived in this town, then everyone here might try to educate that person, help them understand why it's wrong to tackle someone. But how many grannies have to suffer before that happens? And that's where punishment can come in. It's faster, and in some ways it's safer. Grannies and everyone else can walk free, not worried about being tackled around the next corner. But how can we protect people if punishment is outlawed? Well, I think the point is that, in one way, punishment doesn't completely protect them. Punishing the tackling person still means that there's a granny that gets tackled. So when it comes to punishment, one of the most important questions to ask is what's more important, punishing bad behaviour or preventing it from happening in the first place? What do you listen and think? Ponder this next question. What are some ways that you could stop people from doing the wrong thing that don't involve punishment? Hit pause now. Look, horses. Not the Brains Trust, but actual horses. Hey, what say you and I go for a little ride through the dusty, dusty countryside? I, uh, I have a surprise for you. Ooh, well, I am a cowboy, so I do like riding horses. And I love surprises. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah! Say there, Bison Smith. If we did live in a town that allowed punishment, do you think you would have stolen my hat? Whoa, girl! It's hard to say, Momo. I really wanted to steal your hat. It looks magnificent on my head, especially while I'm riding. But I definitely don't like getting in trouble. And the idea of being thrown in, in jail sure does suck. So you admit it. A lack of punishment led you to do something terrible. But what about just... Being a nice person. Whoa! Easy there, young filly. That's very true, Molly. Oh, I feel quite ashamed about stealing your hat. That shame has been bubbling inside me for years. You stole my hat 15 minutes ago. For 15 minutes? Wow. You know what? I'm a changed man. I'm going to give you back your... Ow! Why'd you push me off my horse, Molly McGee? I didn't just push you off your horse. I pushed you off your horse and into this cage. And now I'm going to lock it. And that's my surprise. What? That's a terrible surprise. You can't lock me in a cage. I was about to give you back your hat. That's not enough anymore. I know you'll just steal it again. I'm going to teach you a lesson you'll never forget. 
Ooh, I'm just so happy I got a boot scoot all over the place. And a one, two, a one, two, three. Oh, criminy. How am I going to get out of here? Hey. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Matt's here. My rodeo Romeo. My cowboy god from head to toe. Matt, help me. Help me. I'll help you, Carl, by talking more about the ethics of punishment. Uh, no, I obviously meant unlock the cage. Really? That was not obvious to me. Anyway, Molly's giving us a really good example of what we call deterrence. Molly's making sure that you know exactly what will happen if you steal her hat again. The punishment is so bad that you'll never even consider it. That's right, Carl. That's why I'm shipping you off to a cold, desolate rock in the middle of the ocean to live out your last day sunburnt, salty, and alone. That's where you set me in this cage? Whoa, Molly, that's... that's a lot. It seems super harsh. Actually, that's kind of common when people are using punishment as a deterrent. They create these really scary punishments that are out of balance with the actual crime. And this is a pretty good example. Taking a hat shouldn't lead to someone being left on a rock forever. No, I'm just kidding. But it was worth it to see Carl freak out. It worked. I peed a little. And I'm definitely too scared to steal from you ever again. Hmm. See, Matt? It certainly worked. But... Is that the only thing that matters? I'm guessing based on the history of, like, the last hundred episodes, the answer is no. Well, the answer is, as usual, it depends. It depends whether you think punishment has to do more than work, whether it also has to be fair. That means that punishment shouldn't be so light that it's easy for some people to mistreat others, But they also shouldn't be so harsh that making one mistake could ruin the rest of your life. And on that note, I'm out of here. Just gotta get get up on this horse. Hold on a second. It's just oh, it's a it's a bit taller than the last horse I rode. Here we go. Nope. Here we go. Just carry on. Pretend I'm not here. I'll I'll get on here eventually. Molly Hats McGee Daniels. I'm so sorry. I stole your ten gallon hat. I was so taken with it that I forgot myself. Oh, Carl, I forgive you. Get out here, you crazy cowboy. I'm free. I'm a free man. After all these years. It was five minutes. After five minutes. Molly, come to think of it, that cage was pretty effective. Is locking people in small cages a good thing? No, it's it's really not. Ah, I'm on the horse, finally. Yeah. Look, those majestic horses are back. They're not horses. They're the Brains Trust. And actually, I wonder what they think is more important when it comes to punishment. Making sure a punishment is fair and fits the crime? Or should it be harsh enough that it terrifies people into doing the right thing? I think it's all right for a punishment to scare people into doing something that we want because if, like, they steal something, we're basically saying, okay, you can be harsh on us, we're going to be harsher, so stop doing what you're doing, just to tell them who's in charge and who comes up with the rules. 
The reason people punish people is because, first of all, they won't, they probably won't do it again. But if, say, if you give someone a fine and they're really rich and they got a lot of money and that's like nothing to them, they won't care. They'll just, they'll get that speed ticket. They'll drive really fast <laughs> and they'll just say, "Okay, Dad, give me the money." Basically, if you get punished, it, I guess like there is a negative side to it, but also you can learn from your mistakes, so uh, you know not to do it again. In my house, if you lie, the consequence is you get your technology taken off you for a couple of weeks, but if you keep on doing that, it gets taken off you for a month after you've regained my parents' trust again. So I've actually had it taken off for me for a couple of months, and it actually changed me. I'm like, why did I lie? How can I be better? So every time I do something wrong, I'm like, why did I do that in the first place? And now it's time for you, our trusty, reliable listener, to answer a final thinking question. Imagine if you were mayor of the Wild West and got to make up all of the rules. What would you do to make sure people did the right thing? Hit pause now. As we trot off into the sunset, back to the old town, I've got some people I'd like to thank. Firstly, our brain's trust of horses from Plenty Parklands Primary School in Melbourne. That's Mara, Ronnie, Alana, Isaac, and Adele. Thanks, everyone. Thank you to our two adult mayors, executive producer Sophie Townsend and Roy Huberman. You're welcome. And another special thanks to our four-year-old mayor, Eleanor. I'm sleepy. Maybe I do need a nap. <laughs> and thanks also to our producer and creator, Kyla Slavin. Oh, Molly, I almost forgot. What? I gotta give you your ten-gallon hat back. <gasps> really? <sighs> Here you go. Oh, thank you, Carl. It looks great on you. Also, oh, wow, what a relief. I can't believe I was wearing 20 gallons on my head. That's the same weight as 75 cartons of milk. Yeah, are you okay? Uh, I definitely broke my neck at some point. I'm sure it'll be fine. ABC Listen. Children of the world, do you have a parent who just doesn't quite get it? The kind of parent who could use a bit of special training? Maybe they haven't quite mastered how to throw birthday parties you'll actually enjoy. It is tough for them. Maybe they don't quite understand the importance of you getting outside to play and have fun. Well, you and they are in luck. Because parents have their very own ABC podcast now too. Parental as anything. And those are just some of the topics they can learn about on the show. Apparently, being a parent is a lot of hard work. And there's plenty to learn about bringing up children. Yeah, the show literally has an episode called How to Be a Good Parent. So, do your folks a favour. 
and get them subscribed ASAP. But I warn you, do not tell them about the episode with the title, How to Get Your Kids to Do Chores. You'll find Parental as Anything in the ABC Listen app.